Welcome to a new episode of Culture Hang with me, Hannah. And me, Holly. Where we talk about popular culture from any time. Any place, anywhere. Yeah. But it really isn't, though, often. <laughs> we are limited. We try and keep it current. We kind try and keep yeah. it real. Or just some random stuff that we know we're interested in. Mm. Hopefully you are too. Absolutely. Um, we have various forms of social media linked down below. Go check them out if you want to get in mm-hmm. touch with us in any way, just to let us know how you feel. You can leave a review if you fancy it, if you had any strong feelings. Yes. And also we have a Patreon. We do. We do two bonus episodes per month. One is Bad Book Club, where we read what's considered trash. It's not trash. It's great. That free all the time so you can read along with us and let us know and we also do celebrity corner where we talk about a whole array of celebrities and weird couples and people we love and strange people um and yeah so if you want to hear more of us that's where we are that's where we are it's quite fun everyone has a good time there um we like to start this podcast just by going through some popular culture that we've seen this week um before we get into the meaty topic of the day so what have Tons we seen? Happened. Well, tell me. Got to do it kind of, of quick fire because yeah, quick fire so them, much to go I, through. And I'll tell you how I feel about each one. Okay, Sydney Sweeney at the beginning oh, of the week. Yeah, crazy. Posted <laughs> pictures from her mum's 60th birthday party. It's very like on a ranch. They're riding a mechanical bull at one point. Everyone's wearing a cowboy hat. Hmm. Uh, not only are they wearing cowboy hats, they're also some family members are wearing maga hats and there's a man wearing a blue lives matter t-shirt yeah uh so everyone's like hmm hold on your family are super republican and she's like guys can we just celebrate my mom's birthday Happy we don't know your mom birthday mom we don't know her um, did the hats say i thought they said like make 60 great again or something like they weren't wait they were themed yeah they were like i swear they didn't say make america great again oh they said God. like make it was something birthday related, I swear. Oh, but unless I've misremembered that. Because it was quite a fuzzy <laughs> picture. I was trying to zoom in. Um, my feeling on that is you can't help your family, but you could just not post it. Like, right, like... She posted a lot of pictures. <laughs> I just... Like, there was nice ones. I get it. Yeah. Everyone's family is going to have different views, but why would you post yeah. it? Like, it, common sense-wise, <laughs> that confuses me. Yes. As a career choice. She does... Absolutely. Surely has someone... Well, we know that she has to pay so much money away to people. Um, so and much so that she can't take she can't a break from work yeah. in her $3 million house or whatever. <laughs> um, so you would think that one of the people that she pays so much money to would be looking through Right, she must pictures. have a publicity team. Yeah. And Especially no with one all thought, the fame she's got. Yeah. Okay, let's just not post this. Yeah. It's just weird, isn't it? Very strange. Uh, but yeah, it was a little, little blip to begin the week. Yeah. And then uh, we had the VMAs. And the biggest takeaway that I saw is that um, Addison Ray, her mother, attended on the arm of a person called Young Gravy. Young Gravy. Do you know, what's a gravy to American? It's the same, basically. Okay. It's just they don't have Bisto. Or do you have Bisto? Let us know. It's like maybe more of a creamier thing <laughs> ah, sometimes. Okay. Um, anyway, this is this is a rapper. I, I love how you're gravy. explaining who Young Gravy is. I'm sure people are aware. Do people, is it because I don't know who he is? So I feel I like, like I It's not like I'm him. listening to Young Gravy, but I feel like if you'd said Young Gravy, I would have been like... You've not made ah. him up. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Young Gravy imagine. is a rapper, everyone. He's also <laughs> super tall. 
Yes, he's six foot six. Yeah, which we found. And what is her <laughs> mum called? Like Sherry Lynn or something? It's such a <laughs> Sherry, Sherry Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> Sherry Lynn and Young Gravy. Like that might not be her name. So they're together. They're holding hands, and everyone's like, "Oh, they weren't just holding hands. They were PDAing." Yeah. Like all over the cap. I don't care. Like, I don't have an issue with her age. No one wants to see it. Not what we know. It feels like they used Addison Ray to Mm. then like get their names out there. Her and her dad, which is the other part of it. Oh, the dad's worse. He's being messy and sad and posting like. So he like cheated (laughs) on her and left her, Mm. and now is like, oh, the woman is terrible. (laughs) What a bitch! I just feel like. Addison Ray, I'm so sorry your parents are like this. Yeah, that's my biggest, because I feel like, I mean, if you've, I was going to say everyone's got parents, but that might be insensitive, but like, yeah, you can- that you, is insensitive. <laughs> you can imagine it though, can't you? Like your parents yeah. are just, and they're in the public eye and everyone's well, commenting like everyone's on it. I everyone's been like embarrassed by a parent at some point in time. Yes, and it's like times yeah. that by a million. Oh, yeah. How weird it must feel. And everyone's talking about it. I know. Weird. Weird. Very strange. So that happened. And then also around the same time, this one's really sad. But <laughs> what? This one's really sad. <laughs> it is sad. Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. No, this Has released. It was the, is it like 22 minute long? 22 minute voice note. Yeah. Which I didn't know they could last that long. But No, neither do I. I guess what, it's more like a voice recording then at that point. It's a podcast. Yeah, she's podcasted. <laughs> Britney Spears, do your own podcast. Um, But it details kind of like everyone was waiting for her side of the story. They said it was going to be on Oprah. It's going to be on blah, blah. But she's like, this is me. Like, I don't want to make money off it. Like, this is... Exactly. Like, as much as it was sad to hear it, she she was. She literally said in it, oh, I've been offered a lot of money to do this, but I'm just going to do it here. Which I think think we would definitely need should do an episode yeah for sure on the follow-up of everything because we did one when the conservatorship trial was going on last year mm. um but so much has ha- obviously happened since then and it's it's way too much to cover just as like <laughs> part of yeah pop you culture really can't get week. into it that much but it's just heartbreak like the pain in her voice when you hear yeah, parts but then of there's it. like quite like a happy ending to it where mm. she just kind of is like you know calling out everyone and is like we you know we yeah. can make it that wasn't exactly what she was saying but it was like mm. an overwhelmingly like you all help me and oh. like basically grateful and well not grateful but just like let's all help each other vibes. yeah um but it, it's just awful what she was detailing i mean mm. it's not a surprise but it's like it's just different to hear it from her yes because that's what everyone was waiting for is yeah. like what's Britney because everyone's having an opinion and all her family were talking about it blah 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 but she's actually now said her piece and and also like I feel like loads of people you know she they had the whole free Britney thing and then she was going on Instagram like topless and stuff like that and people were like oh no this is too much and it's like (laughs) you want like it's a woman who's been basically limited her like for the past 12 years couldn't do anything yeah 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 let her live. I don't care what she, as long no. as it's not she's not harming anyone. Yeah, she's exactly. one of the most wholesome people in the world. If mm. she wants to get topless on Instagram, like yeah. who who isn't topless on Instagram? I don't have a problem with it. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> that wasn't me being an old woman. I don't care. Is the point I'm making? Yes, exactly. Like let her be. Let yeah. her live. Let her work through whatever her version of freedom looks like just because it's not what being this like modest church yeah, woman like I mean, like i'm so grateful if you don't want to see her you don't have to follow her exactly live your life yeah move on another thing um in the wake 
of our large age gaps episode which yes. came out two weeks ago i was alerted to it by a listener which has never happened before so thank you to that listener for <laughs> very <grateful. laughs> highlighting um but leo and camille monroe broke it up and after she turned 25 after she turned 25 so it continues it's very impressive i've been loving all the memes on twitter about (laughs) it's so funny you know the quote from um pride and prejudice where she's like i'm 27 i'm this and she's like i'm too old for leonardo dicaprio (laughs) my favorite one was um the door was big enough for both yes. Leo and Thingy, but Rosa just turned 25. Yep. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just what a bizarre turn of events for his career. Why do it? Is it the only way you can think you can make yourself interesting at this point? Are you just yeah. going like, to follow it and be like, oh, wait, that, that is what I do. Okay, I'm just going to do that forever now. This is me now. <laughs> and I can I get am. away with it. Yeah. People are letting me get away with it. I will do it weird very very strange um my final one is came to us yesterday leah michelle has made a public comment on on the rumors that she can't read and write (laughs) and the excuse she said well she's saying like how much it's affected her blah blah blah, and that if she were a man she would not have this kind of speculation (laughs) so it's but leah it's not it's not sexism it's not really a gendered thing. I'd it's happily not start a rumour that anyone cannot read. If yeah. anything, I feel she'd have a stronger argument just saying, do you know what? It's ableist. Mm. What about the people who can't read? Like, I feel yeah. she would have a better argument be- with that than yes. it's sexist. Because it's, it's, it's not sexist. <laughs> it's weird that we all find it funny that she might not be able to read, but, but it's, it's more absurd. just because it's her. I think it's her. And, like, it's and because it's, everyone yeah. knows clearly she can read. Yes, and that's what's funny about but it. But also, like, the way she was justifying it was like, I learned all my lines for Glee, and I said all my lines for Glee, and people were commenting me like, but you didn't actually say that you can read. You just said you learn your lines for a glee. <laughs> and that kind of supports the theory. Was Ryan Murphy just sat with her, like, saying the words and making her repeat after him? It begs the question, I think it? it's it's an example of what, how, what not to do when the internet finds something very funny and memifies you. That you don't, yeah. you either there's like a spectrum whether you either like lean into it or you do the Kylie Jenner thing where you make merch out of it yeah. or you have like a laugh or you reference it once and then it disappears but the fact that she's been like actually I can read and if I were a mat like it just it's gonna make it last longer but like, like I definitely w- <laughs> like I do not think that that is the most gendered like no meme to exist never I would I, never I can't have see how it is said I it was w- sexy. would say that it could happen remember there was that whole meme that like back in the day that Ryan Gosling wouldn't eat cereal or whatever it was because like there was so many clips of him in movies not eating food or like he would go to eat it I don't know it became a big meme um and like he wasn't like oh this is actually actually sexist because I can eat (laughs) you're missing the point which just shows she doesn't have a sense of humor I think no I don't think she does and in a way it's almost like um looking camp straight in the eye by Carly Kloss. <laughs> it's like, does it become more funny that she is so yeah. annoyed by it? Potentially. Like, it just, it adds fuel to the fire. It it's really like, it, does, it comes yeah. back around. It's a circular moment of like, mm. no one stops because you're annoyed. No. 
now you've said it's sex like everyone's just like no it's not and carry on yeah they <laughs> like, keep going which is proven to have happened why did she even why is she letting people ask her about it i don't know like just don't <laughs> let them ask you why are you talking about it just do funny girl and move on exactly that's don't what's... mention it so they were all um they were all mine there was uh, quite a lot happened this week too much like a lot of little things i would say and i yeah I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no That's more. what this podcast is. But I'm not doing it. <laughs> Done. I'm overwhelmed by Leah Michelle. <laughs> she's she's the one too she's far. She's upset me. She's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Anyway, so um, get buckling. Oh, it's rough. Get your seatbelts on. Yeah. Um, Woody Allen. Anyone heard of him? <laughs> You sh- you don't want to. No, it's not good. The question for me is, mm-hmm. why did anyone marry or be with Woody Allen? Oh, I don't know. I don't think, like, and I'm not even talking, like, appearance-wise. No, no, no. I don't no. care about appearance, but, like, I just, I don't think I could ever imagine someone more pretentious. He just seems like he's always been this kind of, like, shrinking little man. Yeah. And even, because I, I have read... I read the Sun Yi um, interview that she did mm. in 2014. No, it must have been like 2017. No, I think it's 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, so they were trying to do like, because there was. Is it, wait, like no, is it the later up. one with the woman that knows Woody Allen and is like friends with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that is later on. Like, is I've been later friends one. with Woody Allen for four decades. Like, so I was like, oh, right, here we go. That I'm besties with Woody Allen. <laughs> I've been besties with him for throughout even, all like, of this. D- when we'll get into it, but even despite the fact she's his bestie, yeah, she's kind of like, oh, he he's always there. Like I couldn't speak to her alone. Yeah, and the, but he's just like this sad, like little dozy man in the corner because he's so much older than us. He's just like, it's what, weird. He's like eighty. Do you know one point? of those people that's like always seemed old? Yes. I've never seen this man young. No. Anyway, if you don't know who Woody Allen is, he directed a lot of films, also would always cast himself in them. Yeah, he did a big, like, his whole thing was um, comedic. Yeah, and also Like I 50s, feel, 60s. I think the big one was, like, Annie Hall. I know a lot yes. of people talk about that one um, and love it. Like, he he's done a lot of beloved films, which is, I think, why people struggle to let go of him. Yeah. Um, they're not for me. They've never been for me. I don't find no, it funny. I, I think he loves like, honestly, you know when people talk about manic pixie dream girls, yes. I honestly blame him for that. Yeah, because he would, but it was like a self. So he would self insert. Yeah, and then I think it was a way of like normalizing really creepy behavior yeah, because obviously sure. if you're writing, directing, and starring in something, people are used to seeing you surrounded by you know very young very beautiful girls and there's a couple of films that are like black and white so they must be early 60s at the latest and they're like teenagers coming on to him but he's written that and then the whole comedy is based on him refuting them and being like oh you're too young and then by the end of the movie they're like no but you're mature now and you're in love with me like i think that's a proclivity that probably a lot of yeah men had he just used his open. films and was open about it. Because we talked about it like a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, I can't remember. It was the age gap one where we were like, this has happened for ages. Yeah. That people are dating much younger people and it's normalised. I don't, I can't remember the name of the film, but it's the one where he's playing like a man in his late 40s. <laughs> and, in the 60s And, like, and this is point. before <laughs> any other drama happened. So yeah. like, like, and no one read into this. So he casts himself as this 40-something, like, character 
who's in a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old who at the time is played by Mariel Hemingway, who is 16. And she'll come back into the story. Ooh. But, like, that on its own yeah. is dodgy. Yes. Why are you like... Like, that seems weird to me. You know when people now, like, hate on people like Lin-Manuel Miranda for, like, always, like casting himself in Hamilton? Yeah. And it's like, I get where you're coming from there, but that's completely different to me than someone who's, like, living out of fantasy. And that's what it looks like. And it doesn't happen just in one film. It happens nope. again and again and again. And he's always the like love interest and this quirky woman that's like molded and it's usually diane keaton yeah but she's so young in these things and he's just this old man that's just like always there he's always been middle-aged like you said i don't think i've ever seen him young um and i just like i think it probably wasn't as jarring to the audiences back then as it is now because a lot of predatory behavior was like happening and being normalized but i think you can look at it with our eyes and be like, well, there was something going on back then. And this is probably who this person is. This is what they decided to put into that art and that they acted in. Like, you've got to pay attention to what's being put out there. Do you know when we were saying um, about the don't worry darling situation? Yeah. Which, you know, it's in one of the podcasts, but essentially Olivia Wilde had said she'd fired Shia Mm. LaBeouf for being um, an asshole, which also was around the time of all the allegations from fk twigs yeah and then it came out that she tried to keep him working with her mm. and it was like but when we were talking about it we said but everyone sort of before that before mm-hmm. fk twigs came out knew that he was like dodgy yeah like there was always something about it like, yeah he was arrested at cabaret when like who was performing alan cummings or something okay. he was arrested during cabaret like that's a, not a healthy man so no. it's sort of one of those situations when people now especially diane keaton but like a lot of women as well are coming out and being like i support him mm. i don't think he did anything wrong and it's like yeah. but the evidence is kind of there like even if you don't believe any allegation against yeah. him he doesn't seem like a great person no so how like even if you take that away i wouldn't want to work with him just for you know, he's got enough money. Does he need to continue working? I know. And I think this is the biggest part of it because it's gone on for so long. Yeah. And like the allegation part of it comes out in the early 90s. And oh, it's yeah. Me- and I mean, we'll do the timeline because it's just yeah, messy yeah. as hell. But you just think like, well, why do you still keep making movies? Why have you not found a different medium when you know that you're like you would have made all your money like, and been set up by it? Like you're not. You can kind of do this anonymously. Like yes. What if you just what if you just wrote a script and didn't put his name to it? You know, <laughs> like what if you just did that? If he's so eager to continue writing and stuff, yeah. why does his name need to be attached to it? I don't know. Because always like we always know when it's a Woody Allen film. Yes. How many other films can you say that about? A couple, a handful, but most of the time you don't. Really really know who's writing a film don't know the directors if it's a woody allen film we always have to know it's woody allen which makes me think it's like an ego thing as well i think it is an ego thing like i i do anyway so the other important character in this is not character person human um is mia farrow who you if you knew her from anything would probably be uh rosemary's baby she was big she was an actor yeah was with frank sinatra for a bit and i've forgot about this until i remember oh. i was reading his name andre previn yeah because <laughs> <No. laughs> like... when i watched the documentary on it like a year ago and i was watching well probably like a year ago i was watching it with my mum, and she was like 
it's Andre Previn. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, yeah, because some of the children's second Sunny name is Previn. Sunny Previn. <laughs> I was like, that's mad. She, like, yeah, okay. It's just messy, but she, like, I remember listening. There's a really good podcast mm. called um, You Must Remember This. And it talks about, I think it's Dory Previn. So Dory Previn wrote this song, which is called Beware of Young Girls. And it's about Mia Farrow, who was like, it was like, she was my friend, my friend, my friend. But she like wanted to come into my marital bed and stuff. So basically oh, Mia Farrow is like a really young girl, young yeah. woman. She was probably like 19, stole Andre Previn from um, Dory. And Dory's like, I lost my job. I lost my man. Like my life is But who is well. to blame for that? The man. Yeah, like the 19-year-old. Like, it's dodgy behavior, I'll admit it. But a 19-year-old can't have that amount of power no, over no, an adult no. man. So she and how always, young yeah. was she with Frank Sinatra as well? She was definitely a teenager. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, but also there is a bit of me that's like, how do you go from Frank Sinatra to Woody Allen? He's How's not charismatic. Like, no. this is what I don't understand. Like, like, like the most char- charismatic man ever to right. like a bumbling, awkward little man. But maybe she thought he was like really safe. Because oh, no. he doesn't look like he's got any charisma. But then I see him as like this little shriveled old turtle. Yeah, I do. So. I can't imagine ever like just, oh, I don't know. Anyway, so she is also probably known for kind of being like an Angelina Jolie of the time and having a yeah. shit ton of children. I forgot about this. Yeah. So she was the original. She's got, and I think most of these with Andre, Pre- Andre Previn. Yeah. Oh, these ones are with Andre Previn. Matthew, Sasha, Lark, Summer, Fletcher, and Sun Yi. Those are all the ones with Andre Perevin. And mm-hmm. then she has Moses, Satchel, now Ronan, Roman, and Dylan. Dylan with Woody Allen. But they're adopted. I don't know who's... No, Satchel's biological. Yes. Her child with Woody Allen. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> There's questions there. Anyway, we won't get into that. Um, but Moses was adopted by her herself and then I think at some point Woody Allen adopts Moses and Dylan as well. Yes. So becomes the father of those two even though she initially adopts them on her own. Yeah. Um, They have Satchel which why did they... Why of all the names? Because the middle name was Ronan. Like Satchel Ronan. Why didn't you just go Ronan Satchel? What was the Satchel (laughs) element? So that happens, and this is the late 80s, and then 91, that's when he adopts Dylan and Moses as well. Yeah. So at this point, it's kind of happy, happy families, but they never live together. No. He's, like, adamant he doesn't want to live with her, they don't want to get married. And yeah. at that point, it's like, I get it, I get it. And she was a very independent person, yeah. you know. I don't say, think that they would have to be, but it just it's quite weird from him. You know, to be like, I want to be in this relationship with this woman with like 10 kids. I know. But I also don't want to be there at all. Yeah, I don't want to be like hands on or anything, but maybe I'll but try I, yeah. fatherhood out. But like, like why adopt? I just don't get why he adopted the ch- the others, like Dylan and Moses, when he wasn't really going to be there. No, and what I don't understand about this is this also is when the, I don't even know what to call it at this point, relationship as soon you begins yeah december 1991 is when it all occurs that month is not very long no. what the hell was going on in that month was it like did was, like just put yourself in that position why would he adopt why dylan would... and moses yeah as like in the same year that he begins same month the same month he begins a relationship with an adopted child of and the like, same woman yeah, like why yeah. would not you even fair he didn't adopt the child but no 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 so 
he first starts dating Mia in 1980 and it's now 1991 so mm-hmm. it's been 11 years so it's yeah. not just so you know the timeline it's not like not that this would make it better but that he just came in and met Sunyi when she was like yeah. older he knew her from being 10 yeah she was 10 and it was all this like really gross weird ways they talk about like oh well she hated him at the beginning and she thought he was just like this really boring man that was just like one of mum's boyfriends so why would I even bother with him and she does quite like a Mia was really abusive and you know that's like kind of the line that she's sticking with and Moses which you know fine we have to listen to that as well yeah I feel like that's worth saying as well that whatever they say is worth listening to but just because like she might be the worst human ever yeah. in the world, yeah. but does it take away from what um, what he Dylan did. has said herself? Well, does yeah. it take away from that? No, no. Like I don't think it matters that like I I get that the point of view is that they're saying that she coached Dylan into saying that, mm. but what like I mean it doesn't. Why would Ronan? be so like surely Ronan would have also come out and been like oh no she's abusive and yeah. Yeah, Dylan yeah. was fully coached I saw mm. it happen like yeah. or at least in adulthood is like it seems like she's coached I don't think that you would have that no and I don't think that even I don't think that Moses who was a similar age to Dylan would be aware that his mother was coaching a child mm. yeah I feel like sides were picked oh sides were picked and like even and, yeah. what I can say as well as Maybe she, like, um, Mia wanted Dylan to have, like, her story straight and went through mm-hmm. it with her a couple of times. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. No, no, no. But, but it's because they eventually come and say that the story that um, Dylan says is very rehearsed. Mm. But even when they say that, they don't... And we'll get into that, actually. Drop that for now, because we'll come back to that. <laughs> but it's so... It begins... Just, oh, it's just messy immediately. Immediately messy, because it's not even like, oh, he had an affair with someone else. He has an affair with a different child in the family. Exactly. Like, and even though they're you... all adopted, it's not fine. No, he it's knew not it since okay. he was 10. How are you ever yeah. knowing someone since they're 10 and then being like, oh, yeah... They're attractive to me now. They're all bonding over, like, going to baseball games together. And, like, that's the... These are the bits where it's, like, these were the pivotal parts of their relationship. And you just think, this is sick. Why did nobody... Why did he not think, hold on. Oh, don't I've known her since she was 10. Yeah. When I was, like, 58 or whatever it was at that point. Like, this is gross. This is weird. Why would I pursue it? He pursued it. Why? Because the month after they get together and the adoption of Dylan and Moses is finalised... Yep is when Mia finds a stack of explicit Ooh. nude photos of Sunyi taken by Alan. It's very interesting that it says they don't know... I don't think they know the age that she is in the pictures. Yeah. So, like, although the... the um, they investigate As far as it. we're aware, the relationship starts in, 90, like, December 1991. It's very weird to me that they don't know the age. They don't know the age, but they did investigate it because they brought this into part of the trial for one of the bits. And mm-hmm. they said it was found that the first time they had sex was in December 91 when she was 21. But even when you look at like stuff like that, when we talked about um, Elvis the other week, mm. he waited until um, Priscilla was technically yes. an adult to have sex with her. I Does know. it make it right any of the stuff that any of his oh, no, behaviour no, 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 no. when he met her went? And I'm not... That's obviously maybe not being the case anyway, but it doesn't mm. stop it from being weird because essentially it's the same issue of knowing someone since they're 10 Ugh. until they're the age that you're like, oh, legally I will have sex with her now. Because it's like he groomed. I think you mm. can't really look at him and be like, she wasn't groomed. Oh, yeah. 
because if it's that thing if you're 10 and then there's this like man that is kind of paying attention to you and you're really lonely and you're sad and you come from an abusive household like you say like you're vulnerable you're gonna be (laughs) you know susceptible to certain things and there are adults that like should be um like for i know she had a like andre previn's her dad but you just think like well why was why would nobody go like oh because they probably weren't thinking it was nefarious so yeah can you imagine the horror it's like a film like the horror of finding of her Mia Farrow finding yeah. a stack of photos it's horrendous oh it's vile um so then in August of that same year is when Dylan tells Mia um Dylan being the daughter that Woody yeah. Allen adopted but Mia adopted alone initially um about the um alleged molestation yeah sexual that, abuse i don't know what the right term is molestation the right term i don't I let's don't say know molestation alleged molestation is how we'll term it yeah that i'm not gonna go into because it, it's doesn't it's bear saying abuse. just it's... know that when that's when it happened yeah so she says it's august 1st yeah and then by august 13th Woody Allen has filed a lawsuit to get custody of Satchel, Dylan, and Moses. <laughs> which is bizarre. Bizarre timeline of events. Uh-huh. And then August 17th, so that happened August 13th, yeah. remember? Five days August later. August 17th is when he goes public with his relationship with Sun Yi. Mental. What kind bizarre. of reality? And then on the same day, the Connecticut State Police announced an investigation into the allegations Ooh. from Dylan. What a messy week. And then the day after, he makes a public appearance saying that he's saddened by the child abuse allegations, calls them false and outrageous. He says, this is an unconscionable and gruesomely damaging manipulation of innocent children for vindictive and self-serving motives. Mm. And then he says that the allegations are a currently popular, though heinous, card played in all too many child custody fights and while sometimes effective the tragedy of programming one child to cooperate is unspeakable Mm. so immediately he's having this um point of view that mia farrow is crazy and has told dylan she's been um abused to get back at me for for being dating a her child her child yeah when i was with her yeah okay what like it's very much like don't paint me as a villain no <laughs> look at her look at her and this is what they've done like the entire time and, and no like... one no one took the viewpoint of like they would rather believe mm. and i'm not saying which is like which what actually happened but they would rather believe that she would make something up mm. than believe that a man that is now dating a girl he's known since she was 10 and yeah. took a father figure over yeah would have also assaulted his adopted mm. child. They yeah. would rather believe, like, disbelieve mm. that child and believe that, oh, a woman is crazy. Yeah, she's trying to get back at him for it. It's just weird. Like, it's weird that that's the more believable plotline. I know. But, and it happens all the time. Because he's still allowed to see um, Dylan and Moses and Ronan. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, she's allowed to process that really gross news however she wants to process it and not immediately and like (laughs) to come out and say like but look what he's done it's not revengey it's it's trying to bring attention to terrible things if your child comes to you and says something awful has happened and like 
you should, you, you know, you would hope that your children were raised in a way where they felt safe enough to say that kind of, even yeah. if they don't have the language and they don't really know what's happened to them. Yeah, because the reason also, it wasn't just that Dylan goes to the mum, it's that a nanny mm-hmm. sees, and I'm not going to go into what happened, but a nanny sees something, yeah, which they dodge. tell Mia, yeah. and Mia then asks Dylan if anything happened, and yeah. at that point, Dylan opens up about something else. Yes. The end of August is when Sun Yi also decides to speak out on it mm-hmm. and says, um, "I, which doesn't this, like, he's taking this viewpoint of, like, turning children and against me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Does this feel, and maybe it is, I don't know Sun Yi, but th- does this feel like the words, legitimate words of a 21-year-old in college mm-hmm. or a 50-year-old man who makes films for a living with whimsy dialogue? <laughs> I admit that it's offbeat, but let's not get hysterical. I'm not a, and then there's an arsler. Yeah, she uses that a lot. <laughs> underage flower who was Ugh. raped, molested, and spoiled by some evil stepfather, not by a long shot. Underage flower. Ugh. I don't know that that Ugh. seems like the legitimate words of a 21 year old. Now, Sun Yi might be this whimsical. She could be. She could be. I mean, like. Yeah, he's shaped as It's a family ten. that's like Dodge. that like <laughs> yeah. they or like just really talented from a young age because like yeah. i mean at what age did ronan farrow graduate from harvard like 15 <laughs> or something it was ridiculous so i get that but it just feels like the sort of dialogue that he would write i'm not mm. saying that but put it out there i'm just putting it out there i'm just putting it out there anyway um time goes on there's a lot of back and forth. There's lots of things published. Woody Allen goes on 60 Minutes and it says the heart wants what the heart wants and then it's trying to be really like literary with it and everyone's just like, this is weird. Yeah. Everyone's missed that. Why are you still talking about it? So then we get to March. If you got anything before March. No, no, literally. Well, just that in the November is when they, Vanity Fair published an article about Mia, saying calling it Mia's story. Um, and that's the first article that's, devoted to her side of the story which isn't that interesting that it took like i don't know when does the first allegation come out august and everyone Mm. up until november is saying look at his side of the story look at his side of the story until vanity fair go this is mia yeah you heard of her her? yeah anyone talk to (laughs) mia so i find that interesting that it took that long and then march yeah oh okay so this is is this the medical experts thing yeah so, in one of the weirdest things, as part of the court case, Woody Allen announces that a team of medical experts have examined Dylan over the past seven months and found no signs of sexual molestation, um, and that their report c- clears him of the charges, mm-hmm. which is not really for him to say, anyway. No. Um, s- weird. I don't know, like if that would clear him anyway mm. just because there might not be like obvious signs of something medically doesn't mean yeah. that there's been no abuse occur yeah. whatsoever mm-hmm. but it's the fact that then the findings aren't made public Mia's lawyers say that they're inaccurate mm. and then his publicist says that they agreed the report wouldn't be made public because a child's privacy was at stake <laughs> What? But, but you were okay to gone. announce yeah. that, like, that Nothing she made happened. it up, essentially. Yeah. You were like, oh, yeah, she's made this up. So mm. what was in the report that would be Counter an issue that. for her privacy? Yeah. I'm not saying it should come out, but why did he mm. say, like, oh, I'm cleared, everyone. Yeah. She's lying. 
really protecting her there, aren't you? I don't get it. Like no. But the t- but the publicist said that the two sides had agreed that the report would not be made public. Okay. So maybe it was more Mia being like, I don't want it out there. Yeah. And then he anyway was like, oh, everyone. <laughs> she made it up. It's also, not like, good. Why were they checking over seven months? And also like, that seems very intrusive for a child to go yeah. through anyway. Absolutely. Why did they check a child for seven? Seven months doesn't feel like something that a mm. certified medical expert would do a child why would you need to check over seven months like how much stuff was there to check over there shouldn't have been so that seems Mm. like i don't know whoever he hired yeah also bear in mind that when we talked about the brad and angelina stuff last week when they'd got a private judge that in Mm. these sort of things like if you need a medical expert he can go and get his own medical expert. Oh, you can find a medical expert and, and any expert that will tell you exactly what you exactly. want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering why a medical expert would need to examine a child for seven months. Mm. Especially, why was he, in the past, like, three months, how often is she seeing Woody Allen alone? Right. Why would she need to see a medical expert to check for signs of sexual molestation? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then this is also the time there's a custody trial <laughs> like why even like this it's so not gonna want to messy it's so messy yeah. like all of it so um woody goes on stand first yeah. he testifies um about the disintegration of his relationship with mia farrow he testifies that mia threatened him in phone calls flew into rages in front of the children after the two started falling out uh she says that dylan told her about the sexual abuse previous summer she said she's worried that mr allen had a sexual attraction to dylan from when she was two years old oh god it's just dodge like it's just it's like not enjoyable to read dr coates who i think is the child psychologist that mia phoned uh testifies that she told mr allen she feared for his safety because of the threats made by miss farrow she says that she considered Mr. Allen's relationship with Dylan to be inappropriately intense, but not sexual. The next day, Miss Farrow. But even so, <laughs> inappropriately intense is a bad how description. How often are people having inappropriately intense relationships with children? Mm. I've never heard like, what well, if you think about like parents and their children? Have yeah. you ever heard of them being like too intense? Like parents are yeah. famously very protective of children, yes. or should yeah, yeah, be, yeah. and very like, you know, like there's that joke about the women that are like my little man to their little yeah. boys and people are like oh <laughs> little prince. they're gonna be like absolute nightmares when those yeah. boys are adults like they can do no wrong in mm. those eyes and yet they've never been described as like inappropriately intense so what do you Ooh. have to do to be inappropriately intense with a two-year-old mm, or what not. however old a toddler it's not good and then another a child psychiatrist testifies that the report from the yale new haven hospital which is the one that cleared the medical, him yeah is seriously flawed <laughs> of course it is why did they need to like i don't think anyone that's done an ethics test is gonna do seven months worth of tests mm. with a child with a child but then i think who's potentially experienced trauma yeah what's the result of this again they, he's denied she gets custody <laughs> so yeah so essentially um so she also admits that the medical expert had she the the conclusion there was no sign of abuse. She agrees to that, but says that this is Mia Mia, but says, well, because Dylan wouldn't tell the doctor that there was that any abuse occurred because right. you know she's a child and yeah. she's probably embarrassed. Yeah, she doesn't want to say it. That then Mia videotapes Dylan mm-hmm. telling you know 
the story, but because the tape has like stops and starts, oh, they say his team adopted. can then go. Yeah, essentially, they dispute the validity. Um, and then at this point, Woody Allen says um, that they're products of Miss Farrow's imagination or the child's behavior. Jesus, exactly. They then start. It's did you say Doctor John Levenstall? Mm. Um, it's part of his testimony. He says that the story that Dylan gives has a rehearsed quality. Mm. And I think that Woody Allen's team took this and ran with it, but if you actually listen to what he says, they said that they came to two hypotheses. One was that these were statements that were made by an emotionally disturbed child and then became fixed in her mind. And the other hypothesis was that she was coached or influenced by her mother. We did not come to a firm conclusion. We think it was probably a combination of both, or probably a combination. Now, it's terrible. Mm. I don't know how you would be able to tell that, but maybe you can. I don't know. But, like, it doesn't... I know that the implication is that she's an emotionally disturbed child mm. and she's coached by her mum. But it could have still happened. Yes, absolutely. Like, why, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. what has the child done to get to be emotionally disturbed? And how is the child aware of this? That you're... Exactly. It, it doesn't ring right, but then the outcome is the court awards custody of Moses Dillon and Satchel to Mia Farrow mm. which you wouldn't do if there was any well actually no sometimes the, these systems are a bit corrupt but you wouldn't really do if there was any real chance of those children going back to abuse you know that's a very good point I haven't you thought wouldn't about do that no you wouldn't award sole custody no. to the parent that's being and told you... as like the one that's she's so she's deranged she's made, making it all up look at the lives she's mm-hmm. making her children have like that's such a good point they don't give it to him the views that the judge takes which mm. I'll read so he's Alan has denied visiting rights to Dylan which just makes sense there would be no point yeah. to give it like even mm. no matter what you believe I don't think that's evidence of anything it would just be pointless yes would, see that's the sort of thing you do they saw that there was a risk that some abuse could have happened so he's not allowed visiting rights yeah if they believed any abuse was happening yeah. on Mia's front why again why would they let her have sole custody if yeah. they'll take any custody away from him even visiting rights mm. on this slight suspicion yes that he could have done this but um, so the judge is Elliot Wilk, and he says that um, he, well, the New York Times called the judgment a scathing thirty-three-page decision, which is long for a judgment. It's a very long page paper for it. Um, where he describes Alan as a self-absorbed, untrustworthy, and insensitive father, and condemns him for his affair with Previn, for pitting family members against one another, yeah. and for lacking basic knowledge of his children's lives. <sighs> interesting that the judge says that it's Woody Allen that's pitting the family members against each right? other when that's his specific argument against yeah. Mia Farrow is yeah. that she's turning the children against him. Mm-hmm. I just find that I don't know I love when judges get really bitchy it's so interesting <laughs> and it's always when they've seen straight through someone yes self-absorbed untrustworthy and insensitive Ooh. D- that takes a lot to yes call someone that absolutely yeah. Um, then it goes on. There's a press conference afterwards. That the Frank S. Mako, who's the state attorney for Litchfield County, Connecticut, <laughs> who's holding this press conference, says that he has probable cause to charge Alan for molesting Dylan, mm. but he won't because of the potential trauma it could cause Dylan. 
Does that make sense? I don't know why you would say that. No. And then be like, but nah. Why well, <laughs> you'd be like, I have a probable cause for that. Yeah. But it will cause too much trauma to the child that's saying that this has happened and mm. doesn't want, and that we're not even letting her dad see her. Yeah. Why? Why not? Why it would cause any trauma to her at all, any more than she's already experienced. Because she's already been subjected to, like, what, two different investigations. So one was about Seven the initial abuse. Seven months of the doctor. Yeah, the, like, child psychiatrist abuse. And then the next one was the custody trial, which obviously, well, she'd be interviewed by attorneys yep. for on both sides for that as well. So, like, she's already in it. Just do it. Like, if you've got probable cause... Fucking do it. Why aren't you doing it? Well, probable cause also isn't enough. Like, yeah. I don't really get why he's... Like, obviously, enough Concrete from, evidence. From my point of view, yes. it should yeah, be yeah, enough, yeah. but it's not enough in, like, these cases. So I don't really know why he said anything or called a press conference mm. other than to just add drama. I don't really get yeah, what's Frank the point? S. Mako or whatever his name is. Um, so everything sort of dies down after that. I know. He it's continues just like... having his career... Yep. Mia Farrow doesn't really act anymore. She does a lot of humanitarian work. Again. Once again, really Angelina, Angelina. Jolie. Um, <laughs> and she does it with Satchel, who is probably now Ronan at this point and has graduated, at, still a child, <laughs> and is doing all this humanitarian work at like yep. 16. Mm. It, uh, and yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. Sunny and Woody Allen got married in 1997. And Oof. then literally for the next 20 years, <laughs> no, a bit less than that, He's just making films. It's carrying on. Many people are in them that you would know. <laughs> Mia yeah. Farrow becomes UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador in 2000. She receives several awards for humanitarian work, uh, particularly around children's rights mm. and drawing attention to genocide and defer. defer. Okay. Um, but then, a-, a real move for her, mm. she defends Roman Polanski. Oh, Mia. Yeah. Oh, she Mia. Defend- if you don't know, Roman Polanski um, w- has been living in France since 1978 after fleeing the US yep. following charges of child rape. Which he did. Yeah. Like, so, probably did. Um, that's an interesting move. I would love to know her opinion on that now. <laughs> But really yeah. interesting move from her to go from, you know, having that happen to her own child mm. and then being like, yeah. Do you know who directed Rosemary's Baby? It's because of that. Basically, so he directed Rosemary's Baby. That's why, because yeah. she has like a good relationship with him. And also like Great. he's a long-term friend. But even so, does it matter? Like this is he's exactly... <laughs> this, it's so funny because it's sort of like, there's something that Dylan says later it's like a tweet she puts out i think it's dylan and she tweets at people who've worked with woody allen i can't remember the exact people and she's like how would you feel if it was if it was your child Mm. and it's so interesting that it literally was mia Mia farrow's child child. and she still defends yeah roman polanski i just do not get that but anyway this goes on dylan is really just out of the limelight she is living under a different name. She completely removes herself from the public eye. Yes. It's not, yeah. And Until. Then, <laughs> 2013. Yeah. Um, is this the Vanity Fair article? Yes. Yeah, good on Vanity Fair, because they really were like, let's yeah. always do this. Um, <laughs> so they write about Mia Farrow. They highlight her humanitarian work mm-hmm. with Satchel. 
definitely Ronan now. <laughs> um, but Dylan in this article maintains the story at 28 of everything that happens and then talks about um, a depression she experienced during college when Woody Allen was trying to contact her. Ooh. Bizarre behavior. Bizarre. From him, not from her. Don't no, worry. no, no. <laughs> Very. And then following, following on, um, just two months after that, after mm-hmm. maintaining her story and everything that happens, what do the Golden Globes do? The Golden Globes, who will famously now be like, oh, women's rights, yep. rights for everyone. We are not racist. We are not sexist. They give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. And isn't it, is it Diane Keaton? Receives that, um, it on his behalf. Yeah. Diane Keaton, why? Do, like, why? Um, somewhere, and then at this point, there's loads of people criticising and coming out. I mean, like, you, fair, he's legally innocent, but is it the right thing to do? Someone's just maintained after mm. 20 years' time that yeah. everything that happened. Yeah. And it's so plain, like, I read it and it was, it's just like in plain, this happened, mm-hmm. this happened. He said he refuted this, but like they were doing it's it's so heartbreaking that it's like you still have to put it out there because it's been you know, he's been celebrated. Yeah. And uh, Ronan Farrow just makes one of the best tweets of my life. <laughs> Miss the Woody Allen tribute. And this Woody Allen is his dad, remember? Yeah. Right. Miss the Woody Allen tribute. Did they put the part where a woman publicly confirmed he molested her at age seven before or after Annie Hall? <laughs> so, so... Oh, we also oh. tweeted out earlier, like, happy Father's Day, um, or as we call it in my house, happy um, spouse of a sibling day. I mean, it's... I think like, that was, like, 2013. It was, like, it's really... It's to be true, though. <laughs> like, there's no one, no one in this... In that family knows like what's going on. No, <laughs> like no one knows. Um, but I yeah, and then it just starts to kick off once again. Well, we're we're gearing into me too, and if you're unaware of this, which I wouldn't really know how you'd be unaware, um, Ronan Farrow is kind of a linchpin in part of the investigative yep. journalist side. Uh, he's written a book called Catch and Kill, and there's a there's podcast, podcast about it as well, which is very good, <laughs> and a TV show, which is just a podcast and a TV show. Form. Uh, Okay. You can watch it's just every the same. format. Yeah. Um where he really is part of like the first teams that were starting to investigate Harvey Weinstein and breaking the case about yeah. Weinstein in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And so... no one wants to and at that point no one wants to talk about it either. No. And no, also no, 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 just no. while I remember this is when Dylan Farrow puts out the tweet about everyone still working with Oh no, is this in a column? It's in a New York Times column where she said, what if it had been your child, Kate Blanchett, mm. Louis C.K., Alec Baldwin? What if it had been you, Emma Stone, or you, Scarlett Johansson? You knew me when I was a little girl, Diane Keaton. Mm. Have you forgotten me? Woody Allen is a living testament to the way our society fails the survivors of sexual assault and abuse. Interesting, interesting for all those people, you know, especially Diane Keaton. I know. Anyway, so... um. So then it kind of brings it up again. Mm-hmm. And I think in particular because it's like, oh, Ronan Farrow is the child of Woody Allen. What's going on there again? And it's just, there were like waves of it being paid attention to. But I definitely think the attention that Dylan and Ronan have tried to sustain mm-hmm. hasn't really let people forget 
about it and this is what's kind of so i think in like the i think it was potentially for 2014 the um sunyi it was like sunyi breaks her silence but oh, yeah. in vulture or something yeah and it's this kind of like he said she said stuff again mm-hmm. and it's like look how this is my life and like mia was the worst mother in the world and my brother moses agrees with me and woody allen's just sitting there like a little slug on the sofa beside her like <laughs> chiming in and she's but it's to show that she's all strong and she's not being because she's like oh raise your posture woody and but it's like this beginning of his redemption train for yeah. the new audience because i think yeah. they're aware that like not times have moved on but there are new people on in the internet and there's like things are moving differently than they did before yeah. if it's going to be brought up they're also going to have a narrative as well and his like <laughs> this is what he says on as well which i think is so interesting because it's sort of a way of, like trying to appeal to those new audiences and also being like yeah i didn't do it so <laughs> of course i did not molest dylan i loved her and i hope one day she will grasp how she has been cheated out of having a loving <sighs> father and exploited by a mother more interested in her own festering anger than her daughter's well-being before i carry on just remember loving father the judge literally said that he, yeah. you know remember the judge's scathing report on his fathering skills yeah um no one wants to discourage abuse victims from speaking <laughs> out but one must bear in mind and some and that sometimes there are people who are falsely accused and that is a terribly destructive thing <sighs> in a par- parenthetical he adds he will not respond to any more comments on this matter by saying enough people have been hurt <sighs> who's been hurt mostly though he said um also when all the harvey weinstein came up that his son wrote he says he feels sad for harvey and once against a witch hunt atmosphere, he later calls Mr. Weinstein a sad, sick man. It's such an interesting turn of events. But also, in 2015, this is where Marielle Hemingway comes back into it. Mm. So remember when I said about the uh, the movie with where he's dating a 17-year-old as a 40-year-old yes. man, um, and Marielle is 16 at the time, she writes her own memoir called Out Came the Sun, and she writes that Alan's behaviour on the set of the movie, it was called Manhattan, made her nervous... And that mm. after she turned 18, he tried to convince her parents to let her go to Paris with him. Uh. And yeah, she was 16 when she was playing his love interest. So he waited. Oh. But that seems like his thing. Like, wait until it is legal. And then, like, she was clearly uncomfortable throughout the filming of it. And that's also interesting because a big thing they say is, like, him and Sunny's oh, I've had like a 50-year career in cinema and no one's come out with any allegations against me aside from this one thing. And it's like, and I clearly wasn't doing it. I'm clearly not super into it because I've been with Sunyi ever since the 90s. And it's like, well, what but about this her? was your pattern of it. Literally. Like you were literally an old man at that point and picked the one you were going to stick with. It just happened to be your stepdaughter. Yeah. And then like, was like, fine, yeah, this is, this is the one. She'll yeah. be forever young. It's so, so bad. And like, oh... So then he, it just keeps going. 2016. This is so bad. So he's got a film coming out called Cafe Society. I remember this coming out. I don't. Who was in it? Maybe it's not Owen Wilson. Why did I think it was Owen Wilson? Because Owen Wilson is in um, that Midnight, whatever. Midnight in Paris. Yeah. That's why Cafe I thought it was Society. So... Um, but just before this, the Hollywood Reporter publishes a long piece by Ronan Farrow about his father and unasked questions about Woody Allen's past. And then he calls out the Hollywood Reporter for putting Allen on his, 
uh, Woody Allen on its cover. So that has just gone down. Mm-hmm. There's then this luncheon to celebrate the Cafe Society. Wait, maybe Cafe Society wasn't a film. I don't know. But he's there at this luncheon. And on the opening night event, there's a comedian called Lauren Laffitt. Hope I'm saying that right. Who makes the joke drawing an equivalence between Roman Polanski and Alan, it says. So this is the joke. You've shot so many of your films here in Europe, and yet in the US you haven't been convicted of rape. And then supposedly this was followed by an awkward silence and a few gasps. Um, and then Woody Allen's just like, yeah, no, it was funny. I had no problem with it. He's like, um, All right, Leah Michelle. he says, I'm not offended by the joke. No. Um, yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> and then it just continues to go on. Yeah. There's the stuff with Woody Allen. Uh, he's Woody Allen. The Harvey Weinstein comments. Mm. He's got a film coming out called Wonder Wheel, which has... Um, what is her name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet in it. <laughs> Interesting from her. Because around this time when this film's coming out and she's having to support it... Other people, other actors are specifically saying, oh, I regret working with her. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that at this real... point. And Kate Winslet is having to do a whole, like, publicity mm. tour being, like, supporting him, having yeah. awkward questions. Meanwhile, Timothy Chalamet puts out this long post and he's like, yeah, I'm going to donate any of the money I made to three charities. Yeah. One of which I think is, like, Time's Up. Right. The other was, like, um, an LGBTQIA mm. plus charity and I don't know what the third was, can't remember. Rebecca Hall comes out. Michael Caine. If even Michael Caine's <laughs> expressing regret. And oh. she's... And then Alec Baldwin and Dan Keaton are like, no, he's great, guys. Fucking Alec Baldwin. This is like... Diane Keaton, to my knowledge, has done nothing wrong. Aside from her strange choice in men. Oh, yeah. Like male friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other than that, Other perfectly than that, fine human, but Alec just terrible in regards to that. Alec Baldwin. And I've I've got a little cameo later about Alec Baldwin, and it just makes me mad. But I'll end on that. Because yeah, I'm that's... excited for that. Well, I'm not Jesus. excited in a weird way. Yeah. So Kate Winslet <laughs> is just and like everyone's asking her about it. She's having to come up with a bunch of responses. <laughs> At this point, as well, Amazon for some reason agreed to distribute um, the next of Woody Allen's four films, mm. which is then just such a mistake. Yeah. Why would they agree at this point in time? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then at this point, Dylan Farrow writes a piece on called Why Has the Me Too Revolution Spared Woody Allen? Mm. Worth questioning. But she also calls out Kate Winslet, Blake Live- Lively, Greta Gerwig, <laughs> um, because they all starred recently in his films yeah. at this point. yeah. So remember, all these people had knowledge. Oh, yeah. They had knowledge. It was not hidden. And I kind of like the the ones in their earlier in their career. I mean, it's not early in Blake Lively's career in 2017. You know, it's not early enough no, to no, use no. this as an excuse of like I was young. It was my first role. Like Timothy Chalamet, yeah. not defending it completely, but it was one of his early roles. Like, but the um, Woody Allen. Not to give him any more airtime, but he has a theory about it that he was annoyed he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. What, call Timothy me by Chalamet? your name. Yeah, oh, right, okay. This is his theory. Woody Allen's theory. Woody Allen's theory. Okay. That he did the film because he wanted to get an Oscar that he felt he deserved for Call Me By Your Name. And then when it all came, that's why he was so quick to be like, oh, donate my salary because he didn't get an Oscar for um, the betrayal. So that's Woody Allen's theory about why why he I turned his back on I him so quickly. It, you know, like, I don't know that that's a great theory. <laughs> oh. 
How many people won Oscars for Woody Allen films? Like, I uh, didn't Probably think that dying. was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if she did. For being persevering. But also, yeah. like, Kate Winslet, there was no need for you to do a Woody Allen film. I know. It doesn't make sense. No. Also, have you got this bit that I'm really confused about? Richard Morgan writes a piece for the Washington Post where he details the pattern, pattern of Woody Allen's obsession with teenage girls. No, I haven't seen that. Um... In Woody Allen's self-curated personal archives stored at Princeton University. What? Yeah, I don't know enough about that. I didn't read the piece. <laughs> Why have they let him do that? But like, <laughs> so is weird. that something that can be accessed? The sentence says, writer Richard Morgan publishes a searing piece in the Washington Post that details a pattern of obsession with teenage girls in Allen's self-curated personal archives stored at Princeton University. Weird. That's weird, right? Like, that feels like damning evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's worrying. Um, and it's ongoing. Oh, Greta Gerwig. Oh, Greta. Why did you have to let me down? Um, <laughs> someone's questioned her about it. And she said, it's something that I've thought deeply about and I care deeply about. I haven't even had an opportunity to have an in-depth discussion where I come down on one side or the other. <laughs> she could have said so She's so wishy-washy. Yeah, like, it was like, she uh, said nothing. I haven't thought about it. I don't know what yeah. I thought. And then immediately, like, what happened? that happened on January 7th, January 10th. It is something I take very seriously and have been thinking deeply about. <laughs> Earlier, she didn't have time to think about it. <laughs> and it has taken me time, three days, to gather my thoughts <laughs> and say what I mean to say. I can only speak for myself and what I come to is this. If I had known then what I know now, I would not have acted in that film. But you Ooh. did know. You did know it then. Was, like the court. 2018. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> and then she said, Dylan Farrow's two different pieces, as in the pieces she'd written, made me realise that I increased another woman's pain. And I was heartbroken by that realisation. I grew up on his movies and they have informed me as an artist. And I cannot <laughs> change that fact now, but I can make different decisions moving forward. You can be shaped by something that you watched as a child and pay homage to it until... But you knew. How old are you, Greta? You're like in your 30s. He was, yeah. he was doing this probably as you were a child. Like, exactly. Everyone's known about it. And also, like, what? like you're going to give all credit and to then, Woody Allen for your also, like creative yeah, work? You don't need to star in it. You can no. be inspired by it, but you don't need to join him in well, the cast. Have, I feel she should have said so much less and just yeah. said, you know what, it was a mistake. If I'd have known I wouldn't have been in it, I was ignorant. Yeah. I learned. Yeah. I won't do it again. I'm very sorry to Dylan Farrow. Yeah. No, she, sp- she said so much. Why? Yeah. Don't say anything. Mm. Or just apologize. Goes on. Dylan Farrow's on the TV, she gets upset over it, which seems very genuine, because mm. she was like, I, I thought I could handle it, and I couldn't, because she saw Aww. a clip of him. Um, Moses publishes his blog, Yeah, A Son Speaks Out, which we've sort of addressed. Yeah. 2018, Sun Yu does several interviews for the New York, uh, for Daphne Merkin, who is the one that says... Ah, uh, so it's 2018, 2018, 2014. A friend of Alan's for 40 years, but even she notes that um, <laughs> he's always present, which is yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. And then, 2019, he, Woody Allen files for breach of contract with Amazon because they have now decided they don't want to <laughs> put his films out because everyone's boycotting them. Yeah. And like, yeah, they paid Timothy Chalamet a bunch and he's just given it away. <laughs> no, we don't want to be part of that. Yeah. 
So that goes on for a while, and then it gets settled out of court, so we don't really know what went with that. The terms of the settlement are not disclosed, so we don't know what's going on. Then, oh, my favourite bit, the memoir. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to do a memoir, Lily Allen. A a propose of nothing. How do you say that word? Apropos? Apropos of nothing? It's a stupid word. It's so stupid! Like, your memoir's stupid, so Hatchet (laughs) Book Groups acquires the memoir, and on March 5th, and the employees stage a w- walkout in protest. Very Amazon-style situation again. So the next day, Hatchet Book Group announced that they're not going to do the memoir anymore. Yeah, they all the out. staff walked out. Yeah. Who's going to make the memoir? <laughs> but then it's just get, like, later the month, it's just published by Arcade Publishing, like, unannounced. Because mm. they're like, we can't do it any other way. Yeah. He maintains his innocence within the book, but does admit that he dated a teenager. <laughs> Um, and confirms Hemingway's story about trying to get her to go to Paris with him. Interesting, interesting. It goes on. Moses Farah does an interview with The Guardian and says the same things, which, again, I will listen to his because he does say that um, it's really important for anyone who chooses to adopt to resolve whatever trauma they have. I've heard too many other stories from other adoptees who also have a... who are also estranged from their adoptive parents. That's a fair thing to say. Very valid. Yeah, and then February 2021, Alan versus Farrah comes out on HBO. And then (laughs) they they try and sue HBO (laughs) because they use clips from of him reading the audiobook in it but then they went fair use yes absolutely it was such a stupid flimsy claim yeah it's so poor yeah i just just anyway what's the alec baldwin thing so i think this was like two months ago um this year i think i know what you're gonna say um so in june this year he announced a new film yeah via alec baldwin's instagram live (laughs) alec baldwin in it said let me preface this by stating I have zero interest in anyone's judgment and sanctimonious posts here. He wrote in the Instagram caption. I'm obviously someone who has my own set of beliefs and could not care less about anyone else's speculation. If you believe that a, shall, um, that a trial should be conducted by way of a HBO documentary, that's your issue. He literally killed someone last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say, like, big opinions from a man that killed someone in his last film set. You'd think, like, uh, right? I get it, like, sympathy for him with that, but you'd think he'd be having more of a break than going, next film, I'm going to support, you know, a guy that's famously dodgy, even yep. if you don't believe anything you heard today. Right. There's factual evidence that mm-hmm. he has confirmed yep. where he seems not like a good person. No. Absolutely not. So that's how he announced his new um, film. Um, it was quite funny. I read a Guardian article with Woody Allen. It's yeah. so interesting, the platforms he's still got. I know, I know. Literally, the, they like ended the interview with Woody Allen 2020 saying with him saying, I assume that for the rest of my life, a large number of people will think I'm a predator. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I, I like, was a predator. But why not just like... It seems so bizarre to me. That it seems that he uses it for attention. A hundred percent. Because wouldn't you hide? Yeah. Like, I would not be going out and doing all these interviews. No. Like, yeah, I understand that in that situation, you would, if if his point of view is true, you would want to do everything you mm-hmm. can do to declare your innocence. I get that. Yeah. But would you go about being, like, making jokes about it? No. Accepting jokes about it? The guy that did the joke, or, like, the person that did the joke... Um, about like oh you've not been arrested in the US for yeah yeah would you laugh at that if this mm. is something that's ruining your life would yeah. you not be like 
no, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. Just accepting it, yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Would you keep making films? Would you keep yeah. putting your name out there, doing 50? Like, fair enough, he wants to still do... Well, not fair, but, like, he's still doing films. Mm. Don't put your name on them. No. What, like, what, it just feels weird that he has to, like... It's weird he's still got this ego. Yeah, I think, it like, does feel like a man... Like, yeah. no matter how you feel about this whole thing, he seems like a man who is was too adored. Yes. And has this Praise ego for of like I am being a, a bit funny. Yeah. But is he funny? I when I when my dad was like, oh no, this is a Woody Allen film. Like we should watch this together. I think I was maybe like twelve. Yeah, I don't think you'll get cancelled for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was last genuinely week. didn't know. <laughs> I was a twelve year old. Yeah, and I remember it was black and white, and I I have a thing against black and white films. Please yeah. don't come for me. Was it Annie Hall? No. Oh. Why did he stick Annie Hall for me on? Yeah, like genuinely. I feel like most people mention Annie Hall. Yeah, if I'm going to be subjected to any of them, stick on like the was well known Keating one. Was Diane Keating at least there? I don't even think it Maybe was. Maybe you watched the one about the. It feels like I potentially did. I think did. you did because that one's black and white. Oof. But he was like, he, "This is, you know, comedic genius." And I don't know if anybody else has got like a slightly older parent. Mm. They will try and show you the things from their youth. Like, and it's not. I remember him showing me Richard Pryor way too young. I think I was eight, and I was like, "Oh, this man swears a lot." Yeah. And I think Richard Pryor is a really interesting, important person for like black comedy and everything. But like. As an eight-year-old, not you should be exposed to. Yeah, but I remember sitting there watching it, being like, "I, I don't understand why you think this is funny." And I think I probably even found it a bit dodged then. So maybe I was a bit older. I was like, "Dad, why you make it?" And he was like, "Oh, if I watch something else." But But it's it's not. I don't. It's kind of slapsticky. It seems very like punching down humor. Exactly, and also, I mean, I think it's the sort of thing where it's also a lot of self-deprecating humor. Yeah, and it gets to a point where. I feel uncomfortable with self-deprecating mm. humor. Like, fair enough, I do it to myself in a certain way. Like, I find, like, it is funny sometimes, yeah. but you know when someone's whole comedy is, I'm the worst person. Yeah. I'm so ugly. Why do women like me? I'm ugly. Ugly, yeah. ugly me. Ugly. And it's like, <laughs> well, am I meant to laugh? Because then I feel like I'm mean, like, yeah, yeah, I feel mean. Um, and are I meant to be like, yeah, you are ugly. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, it's just at some yeah. point, it's not funny. No. I think some people can do self-deprecating humor really well. Other people, I'm just uncomfortable because yes. who knows what to say? Exactly. Do you laugh? I don't know. Do you agree? And I do feel he does that a lot of being like, this is a very attractive woman. Why is she like me? I'm an ugly little rat man. Because you wrote the script. You wrote it. What do you want us to do with this information? (laughs) I'm so confused by him. Yeah. But also I think, and this was a lot in the uh, Mia, um, what was it? Alan versus Pharaoh documentary Mm. that I guess we're not aware of that he is just such a big part of like New York culture. Yeah. That I think that's a lot of the love, especially from people in New York. I guess why like Greta Gerwig, Greta yes. Gerwig's very New York, being like, um, oh my God, I love him. He's so good at presenting life in New York. New yeah. Yorkers showing New York. But to the rest of the world, mm. what is that? Yeah. What is that? What am I meant to do with that? No. Exactly. Or like now it's like him showing Paris and stuff like that. And it's yeah. very nice, but doesn't do anything for me no so and we just ended in criticizing Woody Allen's work as we should as, as should occur yeah um, don't like the man don't like his work no I think reading the timeline of it actually like proper from start to finish uh-huh. was so interesting because it happens in such a short space of time and I don't think I realised how short a space of time it happened I think it was just like a mesh in my head I was like oh my god I thought it was sort of a situation of like 
maybe he'd been with Sun Yi for a bit. And yeah. then in a couple of years, the allegations came out. Yeah. But the fact it all goes down in, in like a couple months. of days it's is mad. like, ugh. Yeah. It's messy. It's messy. It's really messy. But um, yeah, we've covered one of the big scary people. Yeah. <laughs> one of the historical I know. I'm sorry if that was a bit men. heavy, guys. <laughs> Please let us know. I would love to know, like, is that... Were you a massive Woody Allen fan? Like, yes. and you weren't aware, and now you know. Do you have a differing opinion? Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion on Mia Farrow? Because I know that, yeah. like, it's quite hard in these situations because I do think it's important to take into account that the other children have said that she was abusive. Also, there was a couple of kids that died, like, yeah, really wasn't sadly. Some stuff to do with like smallpox. Smallpox, and then one of I think potentially the two of them killed themselves, or one oh. definitely killed themselves, and then like one of the other ones said that. I think Moses thinks that they killed themselves. It's really dodge. Like, it's really sad that the lives of Ronan. a lot of these children. I love Ronan. Yeah. Is that enough to end on in a, a Wonder positive Kid? Ne- Wonder Kid Ronan satchel. <laughs> I think, is that a happy enough note to end on? Ronan yeah. was on Kimmy Schmidt. I don't remember. It's on an episode of Kimmy Schmidt. I'm going to have to Google that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for listening once again, guys. Love you. Bye.